incredible bartenders, and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tip around, tip around. So like moving around and shit? Okay, cool. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Back up, 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Navoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from twelve to two. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, and Google Play and Stitcher, iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5. However you decide, hey, everybody, it's just a little bit past 8 o'clock. It's time for Pam- Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. whoopity do So excited. Yeah, I I mean, we don't know if the stream is working or if the entropy has broken the world. And I finally understand the concept of entropy, and it is a mutiny radio. <laughs> 60 people going in and out, and none of them understand. Last night, I was on a phone call for 15 minutes trying to explain to a 57-year-old man how to get on the Internet. <laughs> like, and he was here, and I was on the phone with him. I'm like... WWW <laughs> dot, I mean, period. He was having a really hard time. I was really frustrated. It was a rough, it was a rough moment in time. Cause I'm a Luddite, yeah. Yeah, what other drunk retard do we know who's over 50 who works? There's a lot of us. I'm not over 50 yet. But uh, I have, that's the, th- uh, alcohol actually, they say it's a depressant and I'm like, I love to drink and it makes me feel so good. Wow! But it's the next day that it's a depressant that I'm like, I want to kill myself and I feel like everything I've ever said is wrong. <laughs> Anyone else have those feelings? Alone in the morning. You wish it was dark, but the light's coming at you. Oh, and it's like, why do I have a cat now? Like, I love my cat all the time, except when I'm hungover. Get the fuck out of here, man. Syrup claws. I think that mom cats are really the strongest animals who've ever existed in the history of time. Do you know how sharp kittens' teeth are? And they're mammals, right? But they're mammals. So those kittens fucking breastfeed. 
wow. Suck on them titties for a second. Like, look at that. It's cat titties. How strong is a cat titty? Like, kitten teeth are so sharp. <laughs> my kitten's so cute that when he was a kitten, he did try to like figure out what my boob was all about. He like tried to get, I was like, no, no, buddy. I'm not, I'm not that. We're not going to have that kind of relationship, cat. We're going to have a different kind of relationship. I already taught him how to high five. That's that bodes well for the future. I didn't want to talk about cats tonight. I want to talk about Netflix. <laughs> no, Netflix. It, seriously, it makes. Now I know what's real in the world because Netflix finally told me it was okay. Like the whole male circumcision thing. Ah, there's a Netflix special about it now. That means it's real. <laughs> I've been telling a joke about male circumcision for like three years and now finally Netflix catches up. Uh, There's this thing I watched about girls in prison. Does anybody like watching people in prison? Does anybody like, I love watching the girls. And they ask all the girls, there's 15 year old girls in prison. They're like, they're like, oh, they're understanding. And they say, what is the one thing you can't wait to do when you get out of prison? And they were all like, shave my disgusting legs. This is so gross. This is so abhorrent. And how could this? I'm like, you learned the word abhorrent in jail? Why are you shaving your legs, you slave to society, little dumb shit? Well, there's like, no, wait, the razor industry. Okay. You know, razors didn't, remember like Laura Ingalls Wilder times when like a man wasn't a man unless he had a beard down to his waist because he was feeding his family homestead in, in Kansas. And like everybody, there was no shaving, right? But then in 1904, they're like, hobos are gross and only guys that shave are reputable gentlemen. And then they sold a lot of razors and then they were like, you know what? We need to sell some more razors. What can we do? And like you couldn't flash a hairy ankle in 1904 without being a disgusting slut. But suddenly in 1960, they're like, if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut. <laughs> no one wants to sleep with you. I did, a, I, did a, I did a show. No, I did a show at a strip club two weeks ago and it was great. I don't shave mostly because I'm lazy, but also like the feminist thing's part of it or whatever, and I'm too poor for razors, so it's like a trifecta. But I'm at the strip club, and I just dropped trow, and I was like, look at this, and I showed off my like 70s super disco bush, and all the 30-year-old men were like, ah! they were like, ah! they were recoiling in fear and horror, what is that? Like a spider, like there was a huge spider, like, like they had arachnophobia, and they're like, there's a spider coming out of her, what is that? It's a hair skirt, so no one can actually see my vagina. It's a pubic hair skirt. It's like a Hawaiian gift. It just kind of it shimmers around. They were so scared of my bush. I, I'm like, but it's so funny to me that we've removed ourselves so far from nature. Like, what is pubic hair's purpose? There must be a purpose. I have a lot of it right now, and I still don't know the purpose. But I think, and I'm only remembering back, I one time... A long time ago, I shaved all the stuff. And when I peed in the toilet, all the pee went willy-nilly all over the whole world. So I think that the pubic hair is to force the pee like a funnel into the toilet. Like it's like a, it like grabs the pee and it helps it not go blah, 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 like all over the, right? Is that what it's for? I don't know. I All I know is that my buddy 
took us out to dinner for my birthday to a place called Foreign Cinema, which is like really fancy pantsy. And like, it was like, you know, $30 for foie gras, whatever. And then I go into the bathroom and there's pee all over the fucking toilet. And I'm like, these fucking twat shaven freaks just pissing all over. Like seriously, I was like this, I felt like, the, the, there was so much pee on the seat that these women must be so rich or they must be like uh, like escorts or something. But there was so much pee. I was like, there is no pubic hair anywhere in this joint except here. <laughs> it's so fluffy. What's the purpose? I woke up the other day. I put my knees up like a tent and my kitten and he goes underneath and then he puts his little head and I lifted the tent and then my pussy was on my pussy and I've never felt anything so right like ever it was so it was just a moment of like this is what is supposed to be happening all the time right now it's so funny you can just rest this little kitty head his little, his little, his little, you know just like lays it down his little eyes does anyone else love cats <laughs> what is wrong with you you don't like he's a nice kitty uh it's Christmas time. We're almost there. Right? Everybody excited about that? Gifts? Oof. What do you get to gift who are someone who has everything? Well, I've come up with a new gift. Um, I, as a child, was obsessed with my Easy Bake Oven. I actually wore my T-shirt. This is great for the radio audience. Uh, but I was obsessed with my Easy Bake Oven, and I used to make little tiny cakes for my cats and my dogs. No salt. You know, but like fish or meat, and I'd like make them in the Easy Bake Oven, and I like frost them with, you know, like I'd make like a a little meatloaf cake, and I'd frost it with potatoes, and I'd be like Boris. He was the name of my dog. I laid you happy birthday, dear Boris. Boris Becker. And I'm too old for all of you. Got to name your animals after sports stars of the time. Anyway. I love Easy Bake Ovens. And I was thinking like, you know, a Fitbit's a thing that like tracks your steps and does stuff, but it doesn't like do anything for you. And I feel like there could be a new invention, a new Christmas gift that would be so great. And um, I just wanna like, it's gonna like, it's gonna pop right into, into my box, right? It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like an Easy Box Oven. It's just gonna go right in there. And I can use my own yeast, right, to like, <laughs> And then, so when it's like making the dough, it's like when I'm walking, I like can use like my energy to knead and mix it and like use my own body heat to, to proof, you know, the dough. And then, you know, I, what I really think it should be called is bun in the oven, right? Cause I can just bing, like I can just pop in fresh, like a, a, like a little dough bun right out of my twat. There's like a boom. And someone said, well, why don't you make croissants? And I said, you cannot make a twat croissant because, you know, you have to keep the butter cold. And my twat is way too warm. Like, it has to be a yeast-based dough. I know too much about bread baking to fuck it up. I mean, I mean, I guess we could use a little olive oil in there. We could use some, like, I mean, I definitely think there's some organic oils that we could work out. But I feel like the my own yeast is going to be the the bun in the oven that everybody wants. No, I just want to use my body the way God intended. And I feel like, I feel like there's enough energy created like between my backpack and my shirt raising up my back. Does this happen to you when you're wearing a backpack and your shirt just like crawls up your back? There's energy there, isn't there? Isn't there a way that we could like harness that energy and like, I don't know, like charge my cell phone or something? Like something's happening when I'm walking and then my shirt is going, I feel like this is, a, sometimes I'm like, am I the smartest person alive or the biggest stoner that ever existed? Like I can't tell. 
I have a theory that this was going to weigh. This is, you think you're woke now, San Francisco? Wake up! The newest theory. Everything you know in your life is a lie because the T-Rex bones were put back together wrong. Mm. Let's all imagine a T-Rex in our heads, yes? The biggest, coolest dinosaur with the giantest, nastiest teeth. And there he is, standing on two legs because of the hubris of man. Ha, ha, ha. Of course the biggest, coolest dinosaur's gonna walk on legs. But look, look at his bones. He has no breastbone. Yet he has this tiny, like, this hip cap that, like, forces his bone over. And then he has these little tiny arms on his arms, and they're attached to nothing. And there's no breastbone now. I say, if you take that hip cap, flip it upside down, make it into a breastbone, like every other animal that's ever existed that has a breastbone, duh. And then there's these weird things. Those big, beefy legs turn into big, beefy wings. It's a dragon. Right? Take those little faggy arms, move them back, turn them into tiny spindly legs like every bird you've ever seen in the history of birds. Tiny, tiny legs, big, big bodies, huge beefy wings, dragons in all of our mythology, everywhere, dragons. And no one goes, well, the T-Rex, the T-Rex, of course he walked on two legs because he was a man, he's a hubris of a man. <laughs> you put the bones back together wrong. Dumb fucks. And these are the thoughts that make me go, I am the smartest person alive, or the legalization of marijuana is really gonna change the future of anthropology. Like I am I am really excited for the future. I'm so excited you guys are here to listen to my crazy theories. That's <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get into how I wanna like make my own take my own breast milk and turn it into TH cheese. Pump and dump, nay. Pump and save and turn into cheese. I read Laura Ingle Wilder book, fucking, there's a whole treatise on cheese making. <laughs> Breast milk, 22% fat. Such a great cheese making milk. Like, and I eat so much weed that it's gonna be TH cheese. And then I can get high off my own supply. Like, I've got this. Recycle, reuse, regurgitate, recycle. No, that's no. I'm gonna that. Uh, I one time I did. Uh, I took mushrooms too late. I was drunk and then I took mushrooms. Don't do that. And then I threw them up and they were in the toilet. And so I picked them out of the toilet and I ate them, because because those were mushrooms and they had drugs in them. And I wasn't gonna let my drunkenness and stupidity d lose that high. Nay, I ate those mushrooms. Tainted with red wine, soaked in red wine. My psilocybin. That was fun. Yeah. It was, I don't fuck around. If, I'm, if you pay for drugs, you fucking take those drugs. <laughs> you're gonna, it's like the end of your, you're gonna take, you're gonna take all of it. If you've been, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Pro tip. <laughs> You're like, she's a genius. I know. I'm like, well, I should write a book. Like all the things that they don't teach you that I swear are true. <laughs> 9-11 was an inside job. I feel like I know everything. The internet's amazing. Okay, I'm done talking. I'm sorry. This is, I fucking hate the internet. It makes it too easy. You don't have to memorize anything anymore. Kids can't even do multiplication tables. You're like, they look at you and they think they're so clever. They're like, so... 
nine plus seven pop quiz what's that nanny pammy huh and i'm like dude i know how to add <laughs> like this isn't kids they're just just charming children trying not to do homework yay okay we're gonna sing a song yay jonathan thanks for having for me yeah yay hey uh there's a song we sing at the beginning of pam Dance's comedy clubhouse if you know how it goes Sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. Uh, there aren't a lot of us tonight, so if you guys want to smoke weed, I'm cool with it. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm your host, Bam Benjamin. We have a bunch of really awesome comics on the build tonight, and more coming, and some outside, and and we're going to, I'm going to smoke, I'm going to light up that weed, and we'll smoke it up. Uh, and thank you guys for being here. I don't know, you guys want a Rosham for the first person going? Like, I mean, we got... Rochambeau, you know, it's like, what? You want to do it? Oh, shit. Fuck yeah! Your first comic of the evening. He is an amazing human being. He is such a special and wonderful and unique child. I used to teach special education, and I think when he was in junior high, he could have been one of my kids, and I wish I, w- I could have helped him. I wish I could have back then. You guys are going to love him, everybody. Zach Wiseman, yay! I am absolutely unhelpable. There's no fucking saving this one. It's oof. It's hard uh, realizing that like drugs are one of your strongest talents. Yeah, I mean, like like anybody else, uh, stay up for like seven days straight and just still have like the best set of the night. You're like, what the fuck? Then this is dangerous. <laughs> fucking universe shouldn't validate me like this. It's fucking not. Like, when when does meth make you go crazy? I don't think ever. I'm still real crisp. <laughs> this is like a decade of very hard drug use. <sighs> but you know, mom was like, hey, you know, just do what you're good at. I'm like, all right, ma, I'll stick in there. And You guys know what the worst part about doing heroin is? Nothing. There's no bad parts. It makes you stronger, faster, more charismatic. Better at math? People don't tell you that. It makes you better at math. <laughs> I know you guys are thinking, oh yeah, what about heroin withdrawals, Zach? What about the withdrawals? Do you guys know what the cure for heroin withdrawals are? It's heroin. It's its own fucking cure. How is this not a miracle drug? It does everything. I think God's uh, either an idiot, a piece of shit, or both. Example, uh, Satan was jealous of God's love for the humans. So what God did is he took Satan and he put him with the only two humans. That's fucking retarded. If your kids were fighting, you wouldn't lock them in a closet, you know? Especially like a booby trap. There's like one thing. He's like, hey, that tree, you eat from that tree, it'll ruin you. Just don't do it. And uh, I put my evil friend here on this tree. He's very per- persuasive. He's, you're, you're fucked. He's an idiot. Also, kind of gross. Did you know that marriage is consent to let God watch you fuck? <laughs> Did you know that? 
the preacher says, he goes, under the eyes of our Heavenly Father, these two are united in holy matrimony. That's why uh, God wants you to wait uh, for marriage to have sex. He wants to see everything. Fucking creep. That's also why they recently legalized gay marriage. Because God's like, just straight porn. I'm fucking over it. I need something else. I want to see what those gays are doing. Let them marry. I just want to check it out. He's a real creep. Like, check this shit out. Uh, God uh, took his only begotten son, uh, Jesus, which is also him. Like, it's a weird, like, I'm my own grandpa situation. You know? So he takes his only begotten son, and he puts uh, himself, his son, whatever, into a virgin womb to be birthed out of a virgin vagina. And that is perhaps the creepiest fetish I have ever heard in my entire life. That's so fucking weird. What are you doing? Ugh, disgusting. You know that, like, uh, that thing that happens where, like, any, like, really creative person, uh, can't like monetize their shit and they just die broken alone and then there's like Steve Jobs who's just like yeah I, I mean it was a good idea so yeah get in there Wozniak fucking make me that thing so by that by that logic I think that if uh, God created the universe there's actually like some dude in the back doing all the work you know <laughs> God's like let there be light Lou light light Lou Lou's like what the fuck is light well, I, I don't know. Just fucking do it, man. He's like, fucking, okay, God, Jesus. All right, it's, uh, it's a particle and a wave. Uh, that's only under observation. This is some fucking math. All right, and after six days, God's relaxing. You know, Lou's like, fucking Jesus, that was brutal. God's like, my universe. It was my vision. I love it. And Lou's like, what the fuck? I did all this. God's like, Lou, I think you're jealous. I think you're jealous because I like this place so much. My, my vision come to, come to fruition. He's like, jealous? What the fuck? I made everything. I made all of this. I could make that bitch eat that fucking poison fruit. I know it. I made her. I could totally do it. And that's why Satan wants us all dead, you know? Lucifer is real. He made light, and now he wants to kill us. And it's not really his fault, you know? Because God's a fucking prick. Hmm? We all on board, huh? Fucking piece of shit. Don't. Yeah, whatever, around here. I think that it's hilarious that Australians are such bad drunks that kangaroos know how to box. I think that's fucking amazing. Like, I used to drink a lot, like a lot, but I never drank so much that the wildlife around me knew fisticuffs. You know what I mean? That's, that's a level of drinking I am not familiar with. <laughs> All right, mate, I think they have a ruse eye in me. <laughs> the fuck? That's amazing. <laughs> just never, just don't go to Australia, I guess. Those people are pieces of shit. I was actually, uh, I, was in, I was in Europe, and uh, I was walking past uh, multiple cafes, and uh, they all, not all, but the ones that did advertise uh, an Australian breakfast, it was, uh, it was a beer and a piece of toast with Vegemite. That's a great breakfast. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's fucking fantastic. So how are you guys going to kill yourselves?
Pills? Nice, dude. You know a doctor. That's cool. <laughs> Going opiates or Xanax or what? Nice. Yeah, that's uh, peaceful, I think. I don't know for sure. You could go comatosin. I had a, I had like a sleep paralysis uh, opiate dream one time that was moderately terrifying. Uh, so I don't know if it's the... You know, I couldn't move. I looked very peaceful, but holy shit, it was not... It was not good. So I don't know if that's totally, you know, you might, it might be hell. I don't know. You going to rent that wood chipper? <laughs> I like it. Fuck them. <laughs> good luck cleaning that out, U-Haul. You fucking garbage motherfuckers. <sighs> I think a great way to kill yourself uh, would be to cut your wrists on a roller coaster. You know? Nice and deep. Down the street, not across the road, a real fucking sprayer. Uh, just for that picture at the end, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> fucking making memories that day. Happy 15th, Tommy! Hey, look, we can't get you a car next year, but it'll be a better birthday! Ah! I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to hang yourself underwater. Because, you know, at least one of those things is unnecessary. Like, if you're tying rocks to your ankles, just fucking throw a noose on the pier as well. Confuse the shit out of them. <laughs> fucking solve that one, monk. I think another great way to kill yourself, I don't think about this ever, uh, would be to jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Everybody jumps off. You could, Like, the only thing stopping you from walking right off those cables is that on either side of the bridge, uh, there's like five foot... Uh, length of chain link fence and then there's barbed wire on the top so effectively you could kill yourself with like a throw rug you know you just fucking flop it over walk up that thing and jump onto the road there's no net there's no net if you jump off the bridge you have to jump off twice you know that right you have to jump onto the net then like commando crawl and then throw yourself over the side which I mean if you do it at that point you really want to die you know that's a uh... also uh, the net they put out to stop people from killing themselves is conveniently like a fun distance from the bridge. So you could just like get some beers and like a rope ladder and just fucking do stuntman shit all day, you know? Anybody want to do this with me? No? It's losers, fucking boring city. I really don't like San Francisco. San Francisco's a fucking office. People are like, what? Well, this city's so expensive. Yeah, because you fucking, it, it's an office. You have to leave the office for coffee to be cheaper, you motherfucker. This place is a shithole. I fucking despise 95% of the people in this place, and that's including myself. I'm not leaving me out of this. Don't worry about it. Oof. I do really want to kill myself, and that's not like a, it's not like a desperation thing. I just fucking hate like 95% of all life interactions. People are fucking shit. They have no empathy. I was, uh, I'm not homeless anymore, but I was homeless for like uh, almost a year out here and I'd be on stage uh, telling jokes and I'd be like, yeah, homeless people are shit, ha ha, you know, and then people would be like, you can't say that. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You stepped over me on the way here, you motherfucker. These fucking indignant pieces of shit. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm not a big fan. I really, and this is like. I feel good today. <laughs> this is like a fucking good one. Like, bad is like, I uh, just like can't vocalize shit. And he's like, oh. And like the, the, the golden 
uh, point where you can kill yourself is like somewhere between like not being able to verbalize and this. It's like a little bit sadder, but not so sad that I just sit and stare. You know what I mean? Like if you get depressed to the point where uh, you have money, but you'll just sit and withdraw from heroin because you're too lazy to get up, it's a fucking level of depression that, you know, you're not going to accomplish anything. And killing yourself is hard. It's a really difficult thing, you know? Like, uh, anybody ever, like, have, like, a pair of scissors, and you put your finger in there, and you're like, ah, ah you, could, you can't even draw blood. You're like, I just can't do it. <laughs> killing yourself is, like, at, at least twice that hard. You know what I mean? At least twice that. I don't know factually. I'm not, a, like, a statistician or whatever, but at least twice as hard. And I don't know what fucked me up. I think I was this fucked up forever. I really do. I was uh, a real morbid kid. Uh, but if there was a thing that did fuck me up, I think it was when I was I was 12 years old and I was going to school one morning and I had a, had a full thing of Oreos. So I'm going to school with like these Oreos. I'm going to sell some of the, these Oreos. I'm like trade some. Today's going to be a good fucking day. You know what I mean? Uh, and I get to school and this kid I knew, uh, he came in with a shotgun and he shot this other kid I knew in his tummy tum. And I say tummy tum because that's the funniest word for belly. And this is a really heavy story. You know what I mean? So he shot him right in his tummy tum. Uh, and then he's laying there bleeding out. And the principal, being the wise, learned man that he was, uh, grabbed a bat and tried to stop him. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the phrase, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Also applies to bats. 100%. <laughs> Because he didn't do a fucking thing, you know? A very noble, dumb thing to do, to walk to... I don't even know what his plan was. He's like, oh, if he shoots at me, I'll just bat the buckshot right back. I was in the minors. Like, No, he did not do anything. He just got shot as well. And, you know, it sounds like a terrible day, but there are good things about being in a school shooting. Like, if you're in a school shooting, you can run in the hallway. You can chew gum. You can fucking grab an extra slice of pizza if uh, the cafeteria is on your flea from the building. You know what I mean? As long as you're not shooting people, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Jack off in the girls' bathroom. Nobody gives a shit. I learned something from being in a school shooting. Uh, if you're in a school shooting and you live, you get a Super Nintendo. Did you know that? <laughs> you can eat pizza every night for a month. But that is the limit to your parents' empathy. Then get your grades up, you piece of shit. Uh, I am a piece of shit. I really am. I don't fucking care. Uh, I smoke cigarette butts I find on the ground. It does not bother me at all. They'll be like half wet. Ah, fuck it. Give me that poison. Other people seem to care greatly, though. They'll be like, Jesus Christ. Zach, there's probably human urine on that cigarette. That's fucking disgusting. And I'll be like, I'll go, uh... You, my poison is dirty. Oh, the fuck is wrong with you? These are toxic chemicals. I'm just lighting them on fire and inhaling the fumes. You don't give a fuck about germs, you dumb motherfucker. That'd be like if I was gonna shoot myself, but then I drop my shotgun in the mud, and I'm like, I'm not putting that in my mouth. No, sorry. Looks like I'm living another day. <laughs> Fucking garbage. People are stupid as shit. I was at the store one time, and uh, there's, like, a sale on chicken wings, right? And there's, like, 
80 Asian ladies uh, huddle around the end of this aisle getting this bargain chicken wing fucking bonanza that's going on. And then there's one uh, like 40-something white lady, and she's like, guys, Foster Farms chicken, it's there's so many hormones. You wouldn't eat it if you knew what was in it. And I turned around. I was like, shut the fuck up and go away. And she did, you know, because she knew she wasn't going to win that one. <laughs> right? And then I get my fucking chicken wings, and I'm checking out, and she gets in line behind me. I don't know if coincidentally or if she just wanted to be an asshole. I, you know, I'm on the fence. I can't, I can't figure it out. Anyway, she keeps harping on this chicken, and, and I go, I, I turn to her, I look at her, go, lady, I do meth. I don't give a fuck about chicken hormones, you dumb bitch. And then she shut up, and the cashier laughed really hard. So that's a win, you know what I mean? All right, guys, that's been my time. I'm getting out of here. Yo, good night. Zach Wiseman, he's so funny. Yay! He does meth. He doesn't give a fuck about the chicken wings. So good. Uh, yay. That was that was a lot of fun. I, I was so involved in his set that I didn't come up with a witty retort for anything that he said. Like, All I could think about is when I saw chicken wings is you know how chickens have three parts of their wings? Like there's the one part and the other part and then that weird little the little part that hangs off. And like, do you eat that part? What do you do with that part? Like, I, like there's some fat on the part. Do you nibble on? Do you deep fry the part? What do you do with that third part of chicken? Make it into stock? I know, I'm sorry, it's not funny. I just, I have to have a TED talk. All I can think about is chicken wings right now. And then it makes me think about how I'm an old lady and when I wave, sometimes my arm looks like the bottom of a chicken wing. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. You know, like a little wobbly. Yay. Uh, your, your next comedian, she gets it. Um, I, she, uh, some of her jokes, sometimes when she does them, I'm like, why are you inside my head? Uh, because we're dealing with the same facial hair issues. Uh, but here, I didn't, I'm not trying to... Hey, no shame in the game. You have jokes about it. So do I. We have a lot of hair jokes. Stuff. Oh, she's going to film herself. Hell yeah. Look at the... I, I'll be your test filmer. Oh, when it gets set up, is it right? Do you, do you, am I in the shot? I'm in the shot. <laughs> Were you there that night? Did you say it's a... Oh, it's... it's a, <laughs> It's actually, the picture's still on Facebook because it's so fluffy that you honestly can't see anything. Like, it's a picture of, like, my naked, hairy... I, do they show... Well, they show time. They show all kinds of things, don't they? Well... <laughs> I don't watch porn, so I'm like, oh, my God! I don't think... I don't think you can see any lips, although... Uh, I guess there was a mirror behind me, and if I would have, like, done a little boochy tooch, I guess you could have seen something. You're <laughs> got to tooch the booch, baby. Your next comedian, she's such a funny lady, you guys are going to love her. Put your hands together for Natalie Fauzi, yay! Uh, yeah, I don't have any material about bushes and suicide. Uh, actually, I came up with a wonderful uh, idea for a painting all about suicide, and I'm going to be talking to Zach about it. Uh, yeah, I was super stoned, and so I, uh, I was in the middle of a, watching a show, and it made me think of suicide, and I glorified it in this beautiful painting, and I started writing it on my phone, and everybody's like, you're an asshole, put your fucking phone away! Yeah, so I, my friend told me that I should say, uh, I'm an asshole, happy Christmas uh, tonight, so I just did that. Uh, oh wow, so uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, where are you guys from? 
ladies here. East Bay. Did you guys grow up here, like native? Oh, cool. Is, are there any other nat natives around here? No. Where are you? Where are you from, Zach? <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's why sleeping on the street didn't bother you. It was just as cold, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I buried some of my frozen eggs in Alaska. Uh, but I dug them out and I, I put them on consignment because I've just given up. It's a true story. I did. I did put my eggs on consignment. Yeah. My mom's like, uh, you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, in the black market. What is that? Craigslist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was I was blacklisted and then I put my eggs on the black market. It says uh, I'm Egyptian, so it does says, you know, rent own, uh, overly authentic Egyptian baby. You don't believe me? No. Where are you guys from? Uh, I'm from New Orleans. Oh, yeah, it's a cool city. That's super, super, super fun place. That's where they, like, have, like, real absinthe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like New Orleans. Um, I, I have some fun stories about it. Yeah, so uh, so how many guys how many guys are under 30 in the room? Woo! Yes! <laughs> lots of babies, lots of babies. I could be your auntie. I think I'm one of the older people in here, me, Pam, and uh, Matt over there in the corner, right? Yeah. Oh, you got to out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't have to give that away. Uh, I, uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's really hard to watch yourself lose your beauty and get old. Yeah. I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, well, you'll get there. Yeah, you know, one day you're young, and the next day you, you're like, oh, my God, where, how did this happen? How did this happen? I mean, one day over 40, and I'm over 40, and I can say over 40 for nine years and 364 days, and I realized how awesome that really is, because uh, I'm, I'm past the midpoint now. Uh, but one day over 40, you can, you know, you, you, you just, you think to yourself, oh, it's so hard to see myself get old. It's so hard to see. One day you can see in the very, very next day, I'm not kidding you, it's like that instantaneous, all of a sudden, overnight, you're asking a child to read your prescription bottle of Xanax. <laughs> can no longer read. It's not until that mother at the drugstore is like, find your own reading glasses, until you realize that's it. You gotta, you gotta buy your own reading glasses because you can't be asking children to bail you out. And then you're thinking, how much Xanax do I wanna take? Yeah, like enough to get through filing my taxes or all of December. I'm single, so I hate Christmas, you guys. I'm going through a midlife crisis. I mean, single, over 40, never had children, uh, living in San Francisco, dating in San Francisco. I've got no tattoos, which I've learned is like the SF advertisement for sentimental and available. <laughs> So a hard time getting dates. Uh, so it's been really hard. And I, I'm looking around at all my friends. I mean, a lot of you guys haven't made all these mistakes yet, but you will. Uh, and uh, I'm looking out all around all my friends, and I'm like thinking, God, I've missed like every rite of passage, like every single deadline. Like I missed marrying the wrong person. 
I, I miss trying to save my marriage with polyamory. And I also missed, I missed cocaine, you guys, so that means I missed out on some really, really hot weekends. Uh, and then I missed divorce by mediation now. It's like, that's what you do when you're emotionally mature and know how to, you know, deal with conflict. I just, like, I, I close my eyes and I go, Natalie, it's not too late, it's not too late. You can still win a house in a divorce. I know, that makes me sound like an asshole. <laughs> but it's serious, it's serious because... If divorce is so bad, why are my divorced friends so much happier than me? Like, like so much happier. They're all like, I have a new lease on life. Like, they're that much happier. And I, you know, I've thought about, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm like, this is just completely ironic uh, that I'm looking at them with envy at this point. Um, and I think, you know, okay, well, first of all, we all have expectations, right? And just like opinions, expectations are just like opinions. Everybody has one. They're like, they're your asshole, right? Everyone has an asshole. And expectations to just basically, all they do is push out poo-poo, right? And divorce people just took the biggest laxative of their life and they have no more shit to give. And that makes sense why they're so happy. And I had expectations too. I had expectations for all the things that they had, but then didn't work out for them, but I never got it, so it didn't work out for me. But isn't it ironic that my idealism in the end left me lonely uh, and soulless and kind of weird, and uh, <laughs> their realism uh, left them with a child, a house, and every other weekend to fucking go to swingers parties and do cocaine. I think that's why they're happy, like every other weekend. I mean, every other weekend off and they have a house. So um, it's kind of hard and you know, I have gr girlfriends that have houses through their divorces and they complain and I'm thinking, someone married you. And, uh, you have a kid and now my eggs are on consignment. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's ironic though, right? So don't be an idealist, just go for the mistakes and then you end up being way fucking happier. I just think it's so ironic that I'm looking back at this now and I'm going, I should have done everything they fuck. I'm the idiot. The joke was on me. The joke was on me trying to be smart and thinking they were stupid because they're all better off. Right? Isn't that? No, I mean, all, every, all of it, they're having way more fucking fun. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Facebook isn't real. <laughs> Yeah, this is like real friends of mine in person. I have a new lease on life now. Uh, I'm like, okay, well, you know what I have to do? I have to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and land on that fucking net and go, I have a new lease on life now. Because <laughs> I don't know how to get that. Uh, you know, um, so we're talking about having a hard time dealing with losing your beauty it went as you get older and it's really hard and i've been thinking about this declining vision you guys at simultaneously as you lose your beauty this is this is a blessing this is this is not an accident this was something mother nature did uh, to give us as a gift right she she wants you to focus on who you are inside not not your gift wrap like, like mirrors mirrors you guys that, that's that's a man made invention mother nature invented lakes so you could see yourself in low res <laughs> like, there's like no reason to get into all that detail and I know she's trying I know she's trying to protect me because I, 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 I know it's 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 all about she wants you to focus on who you are inside she wants you to love your wrinkles like a mother loves her c-section line yeah 
<laughs> she does. And that's how I know. I mean, there I know there's got to be an old man out there without, without a full-length mirror who still thinks he can perform tantric sex. And that's how I know I'm, you know, it's not too late. I can still win a house and a divorce. I know she's looking after me. I didn't, uh, I realized uh, when I, um, when, it, when the first time I realized that this eyesight thing has gotten a big deal, it was when I realized I couldn't see my own nipple hair. Yeah, it was really hard for me. I, I was like, what? How, how? So, so let me just show you what this looked like. You know, I was just going in for the, the, uh, the average beauty moment. And you know, all women have nipple hair. All men have it too, but you guys don't have to give a fuck, but women women kind of take care of that, unless you're a lesbian, then they just appreciate you for who you are. But, you know, if you're dating men, you got to live up to some crazy standard. You know, no pussy hair, as we talked about, and you guys who've heard me on stage know I have a whole bit about that. Uh, hair is neither created nor destroyed, Pam. It just turns gray. Uh, and just doesn't seem to, it just gets recirculated <laughs> in the world, the world supply. It doesn't, it just stays, it just keeps moving around. But, uh, but yeah, so um, I, uh, I went in uh, to, to do this nipple hair event and I thought to myself, why, why is there nipple hair anyway? It's just like, why is there, there's a lot of value actually to pussy hair, Pam. Lots of, lots of very biological, healthy reasons for it. But nipple hair, that one I can't figure out. But then I thought, oh, I think God put that there so babies could find your tits in the dark. <laughs> uh, any other any other reasons? Anyway, we all have them, right? We all have it. Yeah, they're they're straggly. There's it's not a big deal. You know, there's just a few of them and you, you just take care of it and you move on, right? You don't always even notice it. Uh, but here I was, I went in for the uh, for the regular uh, beauty moment. And uh, I don't know how to do this because I'm incapable. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I will just stand on my tippy toes and do this because that, you know, that'll make it even more difficult. So anyway, you guys, you know, tit in hand, standard, uh, tweezers. And, uh, and I, I grabbed my tit and I looked down and I had my tweezers and I, and I, and I was like, oh, oh my God, oh my God, I, I can't, wait, I can't, I can't actually see that. I can't, let me, let me try and grab that, bring it closer to me. Oh, oh my God. I. I, f I feel I feel like a porn star going in for that fake nipple lick. Oh, it's so ridiculous. And then I thought to myself, Natalie, if you'd only had babies, your tits would reach. <laughs> I wrote, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> you know, like, I never knew there was a downside to perky breasts. <laughs> oh, but seriously, seriously. So here I was, and I was like, I just, what am I going to do? I just kept bringing my tit up as close to my face as I possibly could, moving the tweezers, and I just, I literally could not see the follicle well enough to pluck this baby, and I was like, this is just so frustrating. How, where, how did I get here? And I'm like, fine, and I go in and I grab the, the glasses, you guys. You know, the, the readers that we all have, and, and this is the beauty of dating people my own age now, because I, I know that they'll have one if I don't have one, so we can group read the menu. Um, <laughs> Uh, so here I've got the glasses, and then I've got the tweezers, and uh, and the tit in one hand. And here, it's like musical chairs, like adjusting the nipple, adjusting the tweezers just as you get it. Then then there's no clearance for the tweezers between the 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 the, the glasses and the tit. <laughs> and and just I'm just like oh my god! I finally just did this by feel. I did this by feel. I, I was like uh, this is ridiculous. And I thought I did some serious damage. And I thought to myself, Natalie, I'm so glad. You skipped the sailing implants in 1995. Because <laughs> I think you might be sailing dripping. 
right now. And uh, and then I thought to myself, well, what what am I gonna do? Like I've never asked a man to do this for me, and I'm single anyway. And uh, and so I thought, uh, well, I guess I could post this on TaskRabbit. <laughs> could be like a week weekly nipple plucking at Natalie's house, maybe. Uh, but then, you know, I didn't think anybody would go, would show up because you know, even my own like eyebrow lady, she's like, I don't do nipples. So I was like, yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally screwed. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, I, I really, I think I'll just become a lesbian because like I said, they just accept you for who you are, right? <laughs> and, uh, and then just be at that. I really, <laughs> I really don't know. Do you guys have any solutions for me? Bleach them. Some girl told me that. Some woman, well, I just, I just bleach them. I, then another, another girl came up to me after stage. She said, "Oh, I just, I just do it with nair." I'm like, "You put fucking nair on your tits? Are you crazy? That's like almost as crazy as letting, letting your cat suck your tits, Pam." <laughs> I'm not sure which I, I wish I'd feel better about my cat or I don't have a cat. I'm allergic, so then I just have hives all over my tits. Yeah, that would cover up. That would cover up those hairs pretty good. All right, you guys. I've had some fun with you guys. My name is Natalie Fauzi. Follow me. Follow me on Instagram. You can find me with hashtag city, city of Natalie. Thanks, you guys. It's all good. It's all good. It's just okay. It's all good. Yay! No, you're great. Yay! Natalie Fauzi. Those are very exciting. It's like God lets you beer goggle yourself. That's so, that's so good. Finally, you can beer goggle yourself. Uh, your next comedian, he beer, beer goggles all the time because he's like a bartender at a comedy club. Do, do people get, does that happen? I mean, I don't remember anymore because I've been with the same person for six years. So I'm like, I mean, I guess I beer goggle him, but, there, but he, I always thought he was kind of attractive. Not him, this guy, not this guy. No, this isn't that guy. This is a different guy. But I'm just wondering if you, beer go you're still a young kid. Are you? I don't even, we shouldn't even. Ah! I'm so, I'm so old. He's young enough to be my son. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Matt Watt. Yay! All right, how's it going, everybody? You guys doing good? Well, I'm not doing so hot myself. Uh, yeah, things have been kind of shitty. Like I've had this problem, so I have like too much money. You guys ever have that problem where you have like, you have like so much money that you can't even fold that shit up? You know, like so much money that your pants start to sag? Just me? I have that problem uh, most because all my money is in change form, people. I'm broke as fuck. <laughs> Just know if I spend the night at your house, I'm digging through your couch cushions. This whole outfit, don't get it fucked up. Marshalls. $16.99. The whole thing. <laughs> I'm also broke because I've had like a string of bad luck lately. Like, uh, my car's been broken into. I don't know how many fucking passenger side windows I've been through. Fucking, it's been towed a few times already. Like, I don't know how many times I bailed my car out of jail. And it's not even a black car. I think I left the hood up, though, so maybe it was profiled. 
Yeah. <laughs> the sound guy got it. <laughs> that joke's woke, guys. I know what's going on out here. You guys know what's like the one problem with white people? The one problem? <laughs> we need a rebranding, right? Like how many cool names do black people have for themselves? Like sexual chocolate, fucking Nubian princess. Ebony, I get hard just thinking about Ebony. What do we have, ivory? It just makes me think of dead elephants. Murder. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm pretty progressive, as you can tell by my jokes. <laughs> so like when I found out they were making like black and brown emojis, I was like, right on, man. Fucking about time, right? But I'm still waiting on my pink eggplant. Right? <laughs> so I feel like people get too offended nowadays. Like, lighten up a little bit, right? Fucking, the other day, this guy got offended when I said YOLO. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Seriously? That means uh, you only live once. Can you imagine somebody getting offended by that? I mean, I was at a Buddhist monastery, but like... Come on, dude. Just fucking live a little. Or a bunch of times. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I'm uh, pretty broke, like I said. Uh, like, I'm halfway homeless at this point. But uh, I've been homeless before. I made it out. And now I have something that I didn't have before when I was homeless. A Durango. It's nice and spacious. <laughs> Back seats both go down. Yeah. If you want to stay the night, I have room. <laughs> uh, so I saw this homeless lady the other day, and I was like, I don't know why I sounded so excited to say that. Um, <laughs> but I seen this homeless lady, and I was like, it must suck way more to be a homeless woman, right? Because, like, you have to buy all those feminine products, and you can't afford them. So you would have to time your cycle with the first of the month to be able to buy those things, right? Like that lady is probably like begging for menopause at this point, panhandling for it. <laughs> that way she can uh, not have to buy tampons anymore. And she gets that little bit of warmth that night from the hot flashes. <laughs> yeah, no blankets necessary. <laughs> So do you guys think the porn stars look at hookers like the Mexicans of the sex industry? Just think about it, right? They're out there selling their goods on the corner for dirt cheap. They're not paying taxes. And they're undocumented. Porn stars are legally obligated to get tested nowadays. They have their papers. All right, yep, that joke goes that well almost every time. <laughs> Thank you for uh, reaffirming that it sucks. <laughs> uh, any T.I. fans here? You guys like T.I., the rapper? Woo! All right, we got one T.I. fan in here. 
T.I. had a song called Mediocre. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, it was basically about how he doesn't want a mediocre bitch. <laughs> which is pretty ironic, because I don't know if you guys are uh, familiar with T.I.'s wife. Uh, her name's Tiny. Very mediocre bitch. Like, so mediocre. Like, if she was in a contest of mediocre bitches, she'd place third. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. So, um, <laughs> you know they're making uh, child sex dolls nowadays? Yeah, they're trying to do that, use them to deter sex offenders. It's some bullshit, right? I don't think it's going to work. Because I buy my cat chew toy shaped like mice and birds. But uh, his eyes still dilate every time he sees the real thing. <laughs> and now he just has practice at raping yeah not the cat <laughs> come on guys keep up uh shit yeah so um anybody into weird sexual stuff in here what's your weirdest thing pam besides whiskey dick you know i love that joke Oh yeah, you don't anybody eat ass in here? Any ass eaters? Yeah, I've never heard a good argument for eating ass. Usually people will say, "Hey, you know, you clean around the rim and you make sure everything's all flushed out." But I do that same thing to my toilet and you won't see me eating a bowl of cereal out of there. Um, cool. And like it's hella weird cuz like people will try to make me feel weird about not wanting to eat ass. And uh, I'm, yeah, a bunch of people, a bunch. You would not believe how many people try to make me feel weird for not eating ass. They ask me why not. <laughs> There's a bucket. <laughs> I have Powerade bottles, wide mouth. <laughs> So yeah, where was I ass eating? Gross, right? <laughs> yeah, so people are trying to make me feel weird about it. And I'm like, yo, don't try to make me the awkward person at the party because I don't want to be the bottom half of the human centipede. Come on. And I got, I got coworkers, like every one of my coworkers eats ass apparently. And they're, they're all trying to convince me on the daily. I have a coworker who told me, he was like, you don't eat ass, man? You need to grow the fuck up. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I guess I'm Peter Pan out this motherfucker because I'm going to stay a boy forever. <laughs> and I was like, and plus, like, the chicks I fuck with, they don't really eat ass anyway or, or they're not into eating ass or getting their ass eaten. And he was like, well, they need to grow the fuck up too. And I was like, if eating ass means you're still a child... I'm going to stay fucking kids. <laughs> Figuratively, guys, come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Any wrestling fans in here? You guys watch wrestling? <laughs> Let's move away from kid fucking from, for a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. I'll come back to it. <laughs> no wrestling fans, really? I used to watch wrestling growing up, not so much anymore. 
But uh, when I got older, I didn't realize until I got older that they based all these people off of like characters. Like every wrestler played a character. Like there was like a there was like a white trash brothers that one was white, one was black, and there was like a gay guy, Goldust, and they even had a fucking guy, Val Venus. Anybody know Val Venus? He was a porn star wrestler, right? And he used to do this move. It was like this. And I always used to think that the guy danced funny because I wasn't aware of the characters. And I asked my mom, I was like, uh, Mom, why is this guy like shaking his dick in my face on screen? And she would just be like, don't look over here. <laughs> That's a joke about my mom masturbating while I watch wrestling. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I'm single. I've been dating though. Um, so I've been trying to like take better care of myself. So now I make sure I eat full meals before I start doing cocaine. <laughs> if anybody's wondering, I ate before I got here. If you wanna start this keto diet. <laughs> I also stop eating fast food as much. Like I don't really fuck with McDonald's anymore. Like, fuck McDonald's, right? hate McDonald's. I don't really hate, hate McDonald's. I just kind of hate it like I hate my ex-girlfriend. You know, I still fuck with it from time to time, but I know it's slowly killing me inside. <laughs> what else are you gonna do when it's 2 a.m., you're desperate and it's the only thing open? <laughs> Everybody's got a cheat day, right? <laughs> That's my time, guys, I'm Matt Watt. What? Cheat day. Wow. That was fun. Uh, the, the joke he was alluding to, I have a sexual fantasy where I'm with an uncircumcised guy and I pull up his dick and I pull his foreskin up over his dick and I put whiskey in his foreskin because I want whiskey dick for real. <laughs> if I can finally get what I want, it's great. It's twofold. One, I like whiskey. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm a Bullet fan, I would say primarily, and I also like, I, yeah, I also like um, the Maker's Mark, because when you go into the Costco, and they're all there together on a pallet, and every single one of them is different, and you can look at them all, I almost get misty sometimes, where I'm like, one of you is coming home with me, one of you is gonna be inside me, and we're gonna be together, which one? It's fun. I'm the, I'm the lady crying in the Costco alcohol aisle. Yep, that's me. Your next comedian, he's from uh, New Orleans, which I think that they understand crying about alcohol more. I mean, I'm sure that you have alcohol 24 hours a day and there must be people crying in the streets all the time, right? Or can you handle it? I, maybe the people in New Orleans are like, no, 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 we got this shit. You've, I mean, woof. I've been there once and wow, I had a good time and I was drunk for four days. And no one had a problem with it. Like, it was beautiful. Uh, all right. Your next comedian. I'm super excited to try to pronounce his name. Uh, put your hands together for your go, Art Cetus. Last 20 minutes. Are you guys here for, for somebody to do comedy, or are you guys just mosey in and wanted to... Oh, really? Okay. All right. I was, like, staring right through you guys, just being like, don't 
fucking leave before I go up. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. I gotta just talk to my family and just hear the fucking rehash jokes. All right. I love being in San Francisco because I love in San Francisco you can just walk into like a room or a house and just be like, oh, this is definitely rent controlled for sure. There is no doubt. I also love, why is there no alcohol allowed in here? Oh, okay. I just thought you guys didn't want to allow it to be bearable in here. Uh, I understand. Uh, I'm going to wait to bomb to make fun of you guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. My name is um, my name is Yorgo, which is... Shit, is this on? Yeah? 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 Okay, we got it. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm from New Orleans, but I came to New Orleans from Utah, uh, which is kind of cool because every time I tell people that, uh, they ask, Hey, are you Mormon? And I say no. And they just keep fucking calling me Mormon. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I remember one time this guy, he gave me, uh, he gave me his phone to like put in my number and I put in my number and he saved it as Mormon Yorgo. Which I was like, it's a smart idea, right? Smart idea to differentiate from all the other Yorgos in your phone. Let me just put your number in and call you Italian Tony. How about that? Let me get your friend's phone. I'll call him Irish Keegan O'Houlihan. How about that? Oh, man. I'm from New Orleans, and uh, you were talking about crying and how people cry. Yes, people cry all the time. Uh, they're mostly... Uh, <laughs> They're mostly 18 to 22 and uh, just got off of Tulane uh, College. Uh, a lot of, lot of basic bitches crying into their vodka sodas <laughs> there. Oh, man. Uh, but there is this thing in, in, in uh, New Orleans. There's the cheapest bar in the continental United States. It's called Miss May's. And you can get a double there for $3. Right? <laughs> You can make money, your money back on the fucking transit just by going to Miss May's. My roommate's actually a bartender there. Graveyard. He's miserable. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the thing about Miss May's that's very interesting is that if you go, it's a 24-hour bar, right? If you go to Miss May's and you drink a drink once an hour for 24 hours straight, you get a t-shirt. <laughs> right? How fucking awesome is that? If you go to Texas, you got to fucking go to a steakhouse and eat a 44-ounce steak. In New Orleans, you just got to be in Miss Mays and be going through a breakup. <laughs> Isn't that terrific? No. I'm a single, uh, single fella, single fella. Um, don't get excited, ladies. I'm very single. <laughs> Super excited. I, uh, I find it very frustrating being single. Are you guys single? Just to see if it's going to resonate. I'm not hitting on you on stage right now. Christ, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> to, to me right now, you look, this girl over here looks like female Harry Potter to me. <laughs> you look, don't worry, you're a Gryffindor. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I put you in the right house. I didn't Hufflepuff you. It's all right. No, uh, but what I hate about dating is how fucking... Uh, how much pressure you have to date nowadays. Everybody who's older, who's been in a committed relationship since 2011, uh, think that people are just 
tindering and just fucking four to five times a week. My parents said, oh, doesn't that happen to you? Aren't you going out to four to five dates a week? And I said, uh, you should know that you don't send me nearly enough money to do that. <laughs> <laughs> No, what ends up happening is you go out and there's these fucking holidays, right? You got like New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, you have to kiss somebody at midnight or you turn back into a rat. Is that how it works? I don't know. Uh, Halloween, Halloween. Somebody had the balls to fucking tell me there's no pressure to hook up with anybody on Halloween. As if women don't dress with two cocktail napkins over their tits, one over the vagina and call themselves mummies for a night. Really? There's no fucking pressure? Like fucking, I remember back in the day, it was a lot of fun because all you had to do to have a successful Halloween was fill up a pillowcase full of candy. And now that I'm older, you have to fill up a condom and it is not nearly as fun to gather around your friends and see what everybody got. <laughs> Just sitting there like, hey, Steven, what'd you get? Come? Okay, cool. Hey, Yorgo, what'd you get? Nothing? New Year's Eve all over again, huh? Oh, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Post Malone. Uh, you guys probably knew that because you can see me. Uh, <laughs> uh, big fan of Post Malone. The reason I like Post Malone, is everybody familiar with Post Malone in here? No, if you don't, okay. Post Malone, if you don't know who he is, just picture Pippi Longstockings, spent 30 years in prison, and that's what we're working with. Just if you don't know who Pippi Longstockings is, it was back in the 70s, she had really weird hair, <laughs> um, and she was my first crush, Pepe Longstockings. She was my first crush, yeah. And she was actually, through puberty, she was a big deal to me. And now, I like when women have pigtails. It's a thing. So, we're all done with the therapy portion of the show. We're gonna move back to the comedy. Uh, no, I like Post Malone, because I like when you have a uh, R&B singer, and uh, they sing about heartbreak and then you see a picture of them and you're like, oh yeah, I can believe the heartbreak. No doubt, absolutely. Like you give me Usher, like the worst thing that Usher's ever had to deal with is maybe he had to settle for a threesome one time, right? No, you give me Post Malone, a fucking human opossum with tattoos and that guy is still disappointing Tinder dates even after he's famous. No, I like, uh, like it seems like we have like some kind of kinder, kin, kinship because I feel like both of us in high school at some point just went, that's fine. I didn't want to go to prom anyway. <laughs> Nowadays you have people who like, you have R&B singers like, like Chris Brown, he has a song called These Hoes Ain't Loyal because he's good at PR. You've, <laughs> you've got like Trey Songs whose nickname is literally Mr. Steal Your Girl. If me or Post Malone had a nickname, it'd be after Mr. After Sex, we say, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> I was on a date recently. Uh, I was on a date, I was on a Hinge date. You guys on Hinge? Yeah? Thank you. You go, sign up. We need more people. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was on a Hinge date recently. It's bleak out there. It's bleak out there, especially in a mid-market like New Orleans. Oh, woof. Holy shit. Can I just vent about something for a little second? We're just going to go off. This fucking, you guys are here. You guys know about apps, I assume. You guys probably, I know there was a homeless guy here, but he even had a smartphone, so he probably fucking understands. 
There is something about these algorithms that are driving me fucking up the wall where there's just people, they want to have daily active users. So what they do is they just allow these people who have been married and have four kids to still be on Tinder. And you just get so excited and then you realize you see them in the mall and they're getting having four of their fucking kids. They're quadruplets. Quadruplets? Quadruplets. I knew that's why you were here. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I made fun of you about the Harry Potter thing, but I'm sure you get that all the time. You grateful for it? Nice. Oh, I don't want to make fun of you guys. I don't want to make fun of you guys. I wanna <laughs> Can I make fun of you? It'll seem personal if I make fun of you, right? It'll be like, oh, I've been waiting on this. Is my sister, by the way. Just That's why she's laughing so hard. I want to make fun of you, but it'll be like, oh, I've been thinking these thoughts for a long time. <laughs> and I could say it's a joke, but it's not. This is also her husband right here. So the same shit applies, but I'm just thinking it a lot louder right now. <laughs> no, fucking, okay. So I was on this hinge date, right? I was on this hinge date, and this girl found out that I do comedy, right? And halfway through, she just stopped, and she goes, wait, are you a comedian in the bedroom? Because I take sex very seriously. And I'm like, uh, chill the fuck out, Dr. Ruth. Yeah, I fucking, I'm a comedian in the bedroom, sure. My idea of a sex toy is a whoopee cushion. Yeah, you give me a condom, I'm gonna blow that shit up and turn it into a balloon animal. And when I come, I scream, waka waka. Yeah, sure. I am not a stand-up comedian when I'm in the bedroom. I can promise you that. At the very best, I am an improver. Primarily because I'm generally the only one enjoying my performance. <laughs> the stand-ups liked it. It's always, it's a pandery joke. The stand-ups love it. They're like, yeah, fuck improv people. Spending money on shit. Being all attractive. With good hair. Now, you guys, have you guys ever tried improv in the bedroom? Have you guys, this is creepy if I do it to you. Have you guys tried improv in the bedroom? <laughs> Together? <laughs> no, are you guys married? Did I just step on it? Oh no, so I'm making this awkward right now? <laughs> oh, heaven forbid I make tonight a little awkward. Oh no. So yeah. You've done improv on stage? Take it to the bedroom. Take, yeah, no, somebody says, somebody tells you to pull their hair out. Yes and. You get a choke. Yes, and somebody asks you for anal, you go, no, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying that final punchline out, and I don't like it. I, I don't like it at all. When people go, ah, and they start pointing at you at stage, they're like, ah. It's like, oh, let's take it back to the workshop. Why don't we? Um. Do you guys, uh, you guys ever remember the first time you saw your parents be vulnerable? Do you guys ever get that opportunity at all? Uh, Mary Potter did. Have you guys at all? <laughs> oh, that would make you guys sisters, and I want you guys to find love. That's not fun. Uh, no, uh, the first time I ever saw my father be vulnerable, I saw him crying at a movie, and then I looked at what the movie was, and it was Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Dad, what the fuck are you doing right now? He's like, I just, I miss when Nicolas Cage was good. I just <laughs> uh, and then I saw my mother be vulnerable for the first time. 
And uh, you guys might have too. She was on this uh, little show called Judge Judy. Yes, she was. 100%. You probably watched it. It was... uh, it was rough. And then for the people who don't watch Judge Judy, really, you don't like a fucking millionaire lady calling dumb people or calling poor people dumb, really? You're too good for that? You guys don't like going to fancy restaurants either, I'm sure, huh? Okay. No, I love, the thing about Judge Judy is if you go on there, there's a little, little insight, is that they settle the case. She just has, fuck you, your meaningless court things are done. She pays you to be on there. She pays for your flight and she pays for your hotel. The only issue is that you have a 50-50 shot of looking like a fucking idiot in front of 30 million housewives. Or as my mother would call it, a jury of her peers. (laughs) And I finally broke that guy. That guy, he's been playing Candy Crush in the back, knitting a new fucking beanie and I finally got it. All right. No. See, the thing that happened with my mother is that she got really, really... She sounded like a, like a seventh grader trying to explain the plot of the show Lost, you know? Just babbling like a fucking moron. And at some point, Judge Judy goes, don't pee on my leg and tell me that it's raining. It's a dumb thing to say. It's a dumb thing to say. If somebody says, hey, don't pee on me and tell me that it's raining, I'd just say, get out of the shower then. <laughs> Oh, but so, okay, so what ends up happening, uh, <laughs> what ends up happening uh, is that my mother is on, uh, she finally just freaks out and Judge Judy just goes, she takes off her glasses, which is when you know Judge Judy fucking means it, takes off his gla- her glasses, puts it down and just goes, oh, I can't wait to hear this. I just can't wait to hear this. And my mother freaks out, looks at the plaintiff and just goes, I'm sorry, this woman is just a bitch, <laughs> which uh, Judge Judy didn't like. She snapped back and said, ma'am, just don't curse. It's not brain surgery, which is the only thing I told my mother for the next six months. (laughs) It didn't matter if it was a paper cut. I'd just be like, ma'am, just don't curse. It's not brain surgery. She stubbed her toe. Ma'am, just don't curse. It's not brain surgery. And she'd be like, oh, what are you talking about? I was like, hey, do you want to go to court about it? Uh, And then... After about six months after Judge Judy, my mother actually had brain surgery. Not a joke, confirm. Yep, okay, there we go. (laughs) That's why I have her here, it's great. Uh, She had a brain aneurysm. Are you guys familiar with what a brain aneurysm is? If you guys aren't, it's when the nerves and the vessels in your your brain pop, right? Which is kind of uh, interesting, kind of like a long time coming after so many years of breaking my mom's nerves. Damn it! Okay, <laughs> left hanging. <laughs> uh, so I find out this. My mother, uh, my sister, uh, told me. She's right here. She told me. She texted me. Right, which is so funny because every time I get a telephone call nowadays, I think that somebody's dead. Is this not? Is this not happening? Is this just me? Am I just the paranoid one? Like I'll just get a phone call and I'll just be looking down. But Oh, it's just a collections agency. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I can ignore this one. Uh, so what ends up happening is we go, and I go head over to the ICU. We get into the waiting room first. And I remember it was 8 a.m. because the view was on. And I was like, cool. God wants me to suffer twice. <laughs> and then we go, and we go to like the window pane of the surgery area. And my mom's just getting out of anesthesia. And she notices us. Notice we're all just standing there in the window. And she goes with her right leg, and she goes like this to signal that she's okay. Which on one end... Terrific. Mom's okay. We made it. She should be fine. But on the other end, I don't know if you guys have been 
to a hospital recently, but they do not give you underwear. Yeah, when she went like this, I uh, literally met my maker. <laughs> so we finally get released, and we finally get to go out and uh, go see my mom. She's in the ICU just sitting down. We walk through as a, uh, a nurse is putting on TV and leaving, and it's 9 a.m., and what was on the television was Judge Judy. <laughs> and so she just wakes up and notices that it's us and just goes, Get that fucking bitch off the television. And me, I'm just like vocal Xanax, right? Mom's okay. She's clearly back to normal too. Uh, but just Pavlovian, I go, ma'am, just don't curse. It's not brain surgery. And she just looks at us and just goes, how the fuck would she know? Which is great. And now after this, it's been like, what? Two, three years now since that happened to my mom. She'll literally, she will watch Judge Judy now. And she will never, ever, ever call her a bitch. She calls her a cunt now. <laughs> uh, my name is Yorgo. Peace, guys. Yorgo Artitas, yay! Yay, Judge Judy. She's a cool lady. Is she really a, she's, is she a licensed judge? Is she a real judge or is she just a rich lady? She's a real judge. Well, that's exciting. Well, I mean, and I loved Wapner. Wapner was the shit back in the day. Uh, your next comedian uh, is has been newly dubbed Mary Potter, <laughs> which I think is fucking hilarious. Uh, but I'm excited to see her. You guys, clap your hands together. You're all here to see her too. It's Joanna Bateman, yay! <laughs> That's so cool that you said that because as I was stepping out of the door that you said I was Mary Potter, I, I asked my boyfriend, I was like, Dan, his name is Dan. I was like, what do I look like? Like, it's a comedian thing, like about a minute and a half in, they'll be like, I know I look like the fat version of Monica Lewinsky's mom on Xanax or something like that doesn't make and but like sometimes it does it's like spot on of who they look like and it's a joke and I stood there I was like what do I look like and he is 52 years old so he Harry Potter isn't in his you know wheel well so thank you now I can add that to my toolbox <laughs> um, uh, as long I think I think the scarf is key though Oh, right, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes! Harry Potter's glasses. Um, so, 2018 is coming to a close, you guys. It was Ariana Grande's best year for her career and worst year of her life. I relate to that. She had a terrorist attack at a concert of hers, an ex-boyfriend commit suicide, and an engagement go down the drain. But she performed that God is a woman thing on the MTV Music Awards with all those females, and it was fucking hot, cool, and hot, and amazing. And then that thank you next thing, I'm sorry, but she's winning the pop world right now, and I have been a sucker of the pop world 
from my youth. I'm from Ohio. So, and my parents were not into like culturally educating me. So I just had like the pop world to educate me. So I was like into Avril Lavigne. Like that was as dark as it got for me was like Avril Lavigne. Um, so anyways, I relate to Ari because, uh, you know, (laughs) I had a, I, I did a play this year with a, with the desperate housewife from desperate housewives. She, it was the voice of the narration for the desperate housewives TV show. The woman who shot herself on the pilot episode. I did a play with her. Yes, it was so cool. She was like Hollywood glamour. And um, I did my makeup beside her every day. It was really cool. She had a lot of like interesting, cool things to share with me. Mostly just kind of elitist, like bullshit. But she was really sweet and powerful at the same time. And then, you know, my, uh, my grandmother died on the day of my brother's wedding which was uncomfortable. And then the morning after my brother's wedding, they lost their child in a miscarriage. So it's like, I relate to Ariana Grande is all I'm saying. <laughs> like best year for my career, worst year of my life. Like we are all in this together, I think is the moral of the story. We're all a part of this cosmic chaos that makes no sense. <sighs> You guys excited for Christmas? (laughs) The Virgin Mother Mary recently tweeted, me too. Hashtag me too. According to Mary, the Immaculate Conception was not consensual. Yeah, she wrote, at Planned Parenthood, Had you guys been around back then, dot, 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 hashtag, me too. I know. I DM'd her, and I was like, tell me the deets. I'm here for you. Feminism. And apparently, as she was telling Joseph the blow-by-blow of how God had sexually assaulted her, or like some guy who just like, I'm God, I am the Lord. And then she was pregnant and had to tell Joseph about it. He was like staring at her tear-streaked face and all he could say to her was, how did you learn all of this vocabulary? It's kind of uncomfortable now, you know? But I'm still, I still put up the tree put a present underneath it. I'm still going through the motions, just like Mary had to. I found out that my boyfriend, who I am like into sexually, um, (laughs) you know, like we've been together to the point where I'm like, ew! I just want to wrap my clitoris around his body and own him in a way that is never humanly possible to do. That's the problem with relationships. Monogamy is like once you're like 
Pavlovian sensorial wetness is attuned to a single person's scent, which it's been from day one. Like this guy, I was like, yes. Like we met, we're a match made in, in pheromone heaven. But the full moon has got me a little bit feverish. The darkness of winter crept into my soul last night. And when I came home and he was watching the news and not paying me any attention, I guess there's, you know, like a GoFundMe for the border wall and the stock market is crashing and it's like, blah, 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 blah. like, give me your everything. But he didn't. And then he like went upstairs like, then get out of my face. I couldn't believe I said that. I said, get out of my face. I was like, am I on the Jersey Shore? Like, <laughs> get out of my face. It was crazy. Like the words came out and I was like, mm, that was really funny for me to say that. But then he like did. He was like, bye and went upstairs. And uh, then I was like, I'm mad now. And I'm going to dig through your computer and find incriminating shit. And I, I, I like, I went on the, I went, I, I went in his photos, and I, I went right to the trash folder in his photos, and there they were, ladies and gentlemen, thousands of photographs. He's 52. I'm 31. So he's got like. 21 years on me of life and experience and so many women have also been a part of that and I saw their naked bodies last night and I went crazy I went crazy I mean I knew it was all from his past but I was like fuck and I, I scrolled I scrolled I scrolled I scrolled I made a folder that said inspirato on his desktop and I dragged all these pictures I was like you're gonna open this up when I go away for the holidays and you're gonna be freaked the fuck out seeing all of your past in front of your eyes women naked on the couch that i'm sitting on women on the pillows that i women in the kitchen that i women 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 i mean it you guys it really it this happens this is not even a joke i'm just using this as a platform to express myself <laughs> i went to the bathroom and got the i've also been you know depression is real Psychosis is natural at this age, I'm told. Depre you know, suicidal thoughts. I grab the my razor, my 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 the the Venus. <laughs> I grab my Venus. I'm like, I'm gonna cut myself. <laughs> and I sh I shaved my wrist. Basically, I was like, <laughs> it's not working. And then I was like, I, I mean, I just, I lost it. But here's the thing. His ex-girlfriend, I found out via these pictures, he's never brought it up. He's never brought up that his ex-girlfriend before me, I knew her name was something or other. I knew she moved out of the country. Like, that's all I needed to know. But these pictures revealed that she was a fashion runway, beautiful, black, sexy, fucking 
lady. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I thought I was his hot girlfriend. Like I thought he finally found me, but like, no, he lost the probably most amazing woman of his life. And you know, like I stepped in a few years later and that's where I'm at. But here's the long story that comes back to the ass eating thing that we were talking about earlier. He doesn't really, he likes my butt. I told him in the morning, I was like, I went through, I went through your pictures. It was awful. It was embarrassing and awful. And there, this is not a joke. I have no end punchline for this. I'm just, but he, he was like, you're whatever, kissed me and whatever. But the, the ass eating thing, I just have to bring it up because he, he was trying to make me feel better and he was kissing from my feet all the way up to my butt cheeks. I was naked and he, there's a mirror in the bathroom and I could see him go like this. And then take a breath on the, I'm trying to like teach him like a breath, pranayama, like new. Anyways, we're fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did yoga um, one time in San Francisco beside a baby. There was a legit like 15 month old at the front of the room with a yoga mat and she like was learning how to walk over to the blocks and like picked up the block that was the same size as her like put it down it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen and then finally my last joke <laughs> is um a lot of people ask you know what I do for a living and in this economy, I've realized that pimping has made me the most money. And whoring as well. I am self-employed. And I am fed regularly. So yeah, I feel like you just gotta be pro-sex work these days. You really do. Pro sex work, pro body work, pro construction work. I mean, what those guys are doing with their body is epic. That's my set. Thank you so much. You had a payment, everybody. Yay. Epic bodies, everyone. Well, thank you all for coming all the way from New Orleans. Yay! Yay! None of them paid. I asked them to give me money, and they looked at me like I was a crazy person, and I was like, I know he came from New Orleans. But then I was too much of a pussy to ask him for money. I even turned the little sign toward them. I was like, I told you it was. It's because my door guy left seconds before they came in, and I just have no ability to ask people for money. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm like, you're doing a show. 
We have a comedian lefty series, so funny too. It's you, it's you. You're the comedian who's here. Yes, you're gonna make us laugh, the rest of us who are here. You're so funny, he's so great. I'm bummed that they left because they're gonna miss such a funny comedian. Um, love them to death. They don't deserve it. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody. Are you guys leaving too now? Oh no, you gotta go, oh, okay. Okay, good, yay! Intimate, it's so intimate right now. We don't know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be so intimate. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's James Mora! Damn, those other people, they don't deserve my comedy. They don't deserve my art. Are you from San, are you from San Francisco? No. You? No. Are you visiting? No. Oh. Oh, so, uh, oh, okay, cool. I actually lived in Kettering for two years. Kettering, Ohio? Yeah. Hey. Brr, 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 brr. Okay. Are you, do you, is it, like, do you do stand-up around here? Yeah, I started in March. Oh, okay, cool. That was dope. What's your name? Joanna. We should probably do this off the, yeah, off the record. Yeah. Joanna? Cool. I'm James. Yay. What's up? Cool. Gonna tell some jokes. Um, yeah, it looks like it's gonna be us uh, six, seven, including me. Um, yeah, I'll ta- talk about my life for a bit. Uh, I got dumped recently. That was cool. Boo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was by a rich white girl named Julia. Boo. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck her. Funny enough, my ex-girlfriend before Julia, also a rich white girl named Julia. I guess I have a type. I don't know. That's strange. Um, yeah. Any Julias? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I felt like I was an, like an athlete that had like a one-year off-season, right? And I just put the pads right back on, you know? Back to doing what I love, which in my case is rich white women named Julia. So, yeah, it was... <laughs> Uh, very easy transition, uh, believe it or not. But um, Julia too was very rich, uh, extremely r- very rich. Um, I met her parents in Santa Barbara. Have you guys ever walked into a house so nice you wished your girlfriend didn't have an IUD? Like that's a level of wealth. I was like, I need to get this girl pregnant immediately, right? <laughs> like the day that her dad told me that he takes a private jet to work, that was the day that I became pro-life. Do you guys understand? <laughs> It's like life begins at ejaculation as far as I'm concerned. But um, yeah, Julia was great. Um, she was, the f- <laughs> I'm sorry. She was, the f- <laughs> she was the first girl that I've dated that wanted to be like choked during sex. I'm sorry. I need to only make eye contact with dudes for this joke. Um, yeah, Hunter. First girl, always, first girl I wanted to be choked. Uh, I was reluctant at first, right? There's something about choking a white girl, Hunter. It still feels illegal, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what's going to happen to me? You know what I mean? Um, I also just don't really bring that kind of energy out in the bedroom, like the choking energy, right? Like, I say, I'm like, I'm kind of soft. I don't know. Like, I say soft ass shit, like, I love you. Well, yeah, right? While I'm having sex with my girlfriend. And, like, I don't think that's what the, the choking people need, you know? Because, like, I say, I'm like, you know, I'm having sex. And they're like, I'm, I'm like, I love you. And she's like... I love you too. <laughs> it's like it's a very strange. <laughs> uh, 
I was gonna do this as a mic, but there was literally only one woman at the mic. Um, I would like actually. I have a que- I had. I do have a question for the women that like to be cho- like. You guys don't have to identify yourselves. I do have a question for the women that like to be choked during sex. I have a lot. I I have a lot of questions, and we're not even gonna get into the why because that there's like a, a there's a lot more to unpack there than I think we have time for tonight. You know, there's a lot more to them. <laughs> Don't even gesture at each other. Just like literally, if you could just not identify yourself whatsoever, um, so this doesn't get weird. But I just the question I have is: Are y'all talking to the girls that don't want to be choked? And are you guys in communication with each other about the craziest shit that you're asking <laughs> that you're asking us to do uh, and say to you guys? Uh, because I got I got into <laughs> I got into choking right like I I just barely got into it and then my girlfriend was like all right peace right and then here I like and then like now there's like this demon inside of me right I'm like a, like I'm like a psycho now you know I used to be a normal person and now I'm a psycho right and the girl I'm seeing now not into choking whatsoever <laughs> right so like you know and and we haven't had like a talk about it or anything but like you know, I've made some some suggestive moves towards the throat area, and she's kind of slapped it away. And like now, I'm like, what do I do now, right? Because I do have a choking, again, demon that that Julia has planted inside my brain, and now I look like the psycho. You know what I mean? Now, now I look like the weirdo. Um, I'm just wondering if 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 those two uh, groups of people are in talks with each other, because. I just feel like uh, there's nothing there's nothing <laughs> there there's nothing r- that that's creepier and rapier than when you attempt to choke a girl and she's like no I don't want that and you're like yeah I guess I should have assumed that <laughs> like I guess that anyway okay this is sorry we're just this is this is kind of newer um cuz my ex anyway my ex was it was just so weird it was like she she'd be she'd be asking me to say to call her all these crazy things. It's like you just sent me a refinery twenty nine article thirty minutes ago. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like thirty minutes ago, I was like celebrating female empowerment, and now like you're a little whore. Like I guess I just need more than thirty minutes to make. Okay. <laughs> I just don't think the male brain. I just don't think our brains are advanced enough to <laughs> for lean in and like I'm a little whore to like coexist within 30 minutes of each other. Okay, we just need like maybe 45 maybe an hour. We just need to switch from one. All right. Um all right. I've dug myself a hole here. Well, let me tell a story that's actually kind of fun. It doesn't really have a punchline, but this did happen recently uh, on Sunday I went to the Travis Scott concert. You guys no Travis Scott, sicko mode. Yeah, uh, yes, no, a little bit. Okay, um, he's a rapper. Thanks. <laughs> he does, he does rap. He does raps. He does. He did. He did several raps for me at Oracle Arena. Um, and uh, anyway, I was very drunk. I was on Bart, and I found a phone uh, on a seat ahead of me. And it was just lying there by myself and and drunk James, I was like, Yo, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this dude's phone back, right? So I picked the phone up, it didn't have a it didn't have a code or anything. So I unlocked it and I was like, Who do I need to call to like get this dude's phone? Like who should I call? Right? I'm not gonna call his mom, right? So like I, I went through 
the contacts. First of all, Homeboy was talking to like eight girls at the same time in like like the conversations were very intricate. There's lots of emojis. I was like, this dude is killing it, right? Um, but then I was like, which girl do I need to call? I picked the one whose contact was Lil Mama. Seems like the right one to call, right? So I called her and I was like, yo, you don't know who I am. I don't know who you are, but I have your man's phone. Tell him to call 843-300. I was like, you gave him the whole shtick. And then I pulled the phone away from my face and the screen was black. And I've never called an i've never worked in android before so i just assumed the the call was over and i just put it on my lap and then I, and then i like elbowed my buddy i was like yo i think I, yo, i was like yo i just called this dude's main bitch like it was actually pretty tough to figure out who his main bitch was because he's talking like hella girls at the same time <laughs> yo i swear to god 45 seconds later i get a text on the phone that says what do you mean he's talking to other girls and i was just like yeah, like I took the phone, I was just like. <laughs> I was like, I, and then, and then like I picked it back up and there was another text that said, please respond, what do you mean he's talking to other girls? So ideally in this state, I would have just not done anything, right? But, yeah. But like, you know, midnight or whatever, like 15 drinks in, I was like, we're gonna figure this out. And I texted back, I texted back, oh, I was talking about his coworkers. And then, and then she texts back, he don't work. And I was like, holy shit, dude. The dude whose phone I was trying to get back, I just dug, I'm digging his grave here on Bart. Um, so, of course, and then, of course, and then the next bright idea that hopped in my mind was, <laughs> I'm just going to delete all the text messages between me and little mama, except for the one that was like, call me. And like, obviously that's going to work because they're not going to talk. Um, this is where the story breaks down because the next day we met up and we just, I just gave him his phone and nothing ever happened. So <laughs> there's no, this actually did happen on Sunday. Um, so I've been trying to make this funnier, but I don't really know. Like, I don't know if I should start like lying about what happened. Anyway, that's what happened. He, I, him and I'm sure him, him, all I'm trying to say is I'm sure him and little mama's next hangout was not exactly what he expected <laughs> because there were seven other girls. Um, yeah, so that's it. Cool. Um, I'm dating a new uh, a, a new person. I'm I'm seeing a female. Um, she's quite nice. Um, the first time we so the <laughs> a couple times so a couple times ago we we were, were hanging out. Uh, we were actually about to perform uh, the beautiful act that is sexual intercourse. Uh, I was I was pretty excited about it. Um, and I, for some reason, I had bought ultra rib condoms because I was like, "This is a good idea, right?" Like her pleasure, or whatever. And I pulled them out, and uh, I go, and I was like, "Yeah." Like, and she goes, "Oh, I actually hate ultra rib condoms," and she goes, "Like they dry me out," at, which is a thing. I don't know. Sorry for, again, eye contact is, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, she's like, they drive me out and I'm like, okay, cool. Well, what kind of condoms do you usually use? And she goes, well, my ex-boyfriend used Magnums. And a very long silence fell over the studio. And I was like, well, are there any other brands you've used? <laughs> And then she named another, she was like Durex, like, like XL or something. And she was like pretty much like, 
like so i'm sitting on my bed and like my dick is being roasted while it's out you know what i mean like there's it's one thing to have your dick size roasted while you're just like you know while you're like standing with your pants on but there's something about like and a funny thing about dicks is when you roast them they get soft and when they get soft they get even smaller so i was like you know what let's just watch some fucking stranger things i don't know we didn't have sex that night um Cool, it's another new joke. It's another thing that happened to me. Glad you guys are enjoying it. Um, I don't know. Should we do any, like, how much? Oh, one minute. How are you guys doing? We did all, we did all, here, let's, let's do an old one. Let's do a killer. Let's just do the opener, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my name's James. Here, let's, let's, let's get all professional. Uh, my name's James. I'm biracial, okay? I'm half black, half regular. Thank you guys. It's funny because like when you make the when you, the pretense, it's always gonna suck. But uh, half black, half regular. I grew up in Georgia. You guys ever been to Georgia? No one. Yeah. In Georgia, there's only black people and white people. Uh, there's very few ambiguously brown people, like here in California, right? Like when I moved here, the first time I saw a Filipino, I freaked out. I was also like, wait, Asians have Mexicans too? Like I didn't realize. I just didn't know that was a thing. Um, Growing up, classic biracial dilemma, I'm sure you guys can imagine, right? Too black for the white kids, too big of a John Mayer fan for the black kids. So, uh, <laughs> I was the only kid on the playground who used to get beat up and called the N-word and beat up for using the N-word, like really y'all? Uh, one time I got called the N-word by these rednecks and I ran to my buddy Demarius, who was black, which is redundant, and I was like, Yo, I was like, yo, D, these fucking rednecks just call me a nigger. Let's go fuck them up. And then he looks at me. He's like, what did I tell you about that word? And he fucked me up. So that shit was, say, hey. All right, that's been it for me, guys. James Moore, everyone, he's so funny. Yay! That was like the speed round of your opening jokes of usually like two minutes. He's like, it's doing it in a minute. Ah, speed round, James Moore. Well, we have one last comic. He's just gonna do a quick five. You'll love him. He's so cute. And then we'll all get out of here. But eat the eat the pot. Eat the coal has so the thing that the weeds in is it's the potstachios. So there's all these different little candied nuts and things, and I chocolate covered. It's coal, right? You've been bad girls. It's coal. But so that so there's all these different nuts, but the little round nuts that are potstachios. Those are the ones that are covered in in a weed caramel, basically. But uh, you can eat the the whole thing has about forty milligrams in it, so you can eat the whole thing without like. You're not gonna like be like, oh, I can't. I'm never gonna see again. Uh, your next comedian, he's so funny. We talked about his uncircumcised penis last night, and it it's inspired me. It's because of that Netflix thing shaping my life. It's all the net. Watch that Netflix. I watched the documentary, so you don't have to. But it's all about. No. It, anyways, he said that he has he has a, he has a real penis, and I'm happy for it. And so I was like, come on out, do some time on the show tomorrow for your penis. Everybody give it give it up for Foreskin and Hunter Uniac. Yeah. That was the weirdest introduction I've ever gotten in my life, but we'll go with it. We will. Yeah, I'm Hunter. Um, I just came from work. Fucking spritted down here. It's crazy. Though. I know, man. Like, I'm out of breath right now. It's not because I ran because I was screaming at my Uber driver to hurry up. You know? It's fun. Um... Started recording this set, which means I don't have a set list. That's all right. We'll wing it. 24 years old, and uh, I'm at the stage in my life right now where I'm still old enough 
I'm old enough to be considered a fuck up in life, but young enough to not be considered an adult. You know, I'll give you an example. When I tell people I work at fast foods, they look at me and go, oh, that's sad. But when I tell people I do stand-up comedy, they think I'm going to make it, you know? It's fun, though. But yeah, I work in fast foods. Kind of sucks for five guys. It's a shit job. I and mean, it's a shit job because half of my coworkers are illegal immigrants, so they don't speak English. And the other half of my coworkers are high schoolers, so they speak even less English. <laughs> it's cool, though. It is. You know what's the worst part of working for five guys? You can't fuck six of them at the same time. All right. It's fun. I, um, what else, guys? What else? Had sex with the raver last week. That was fun. I knew she was a raver because we had sex the first time. We used a glow stick condom, which means we broke it before we used it. Yeah, now she's calling me. Sucks, though. I, um, a little bit about me. I'm half white and half uh, Filipino, you know? I, that's okay. <laughs> we found the racist. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But I'm half white. You'll, you'll like this joke then. You will. You will. But I'm half white and half Filipino, which means I'm 100% white at heart, but like 100% Filipino on paper, you know, for college reasons. Did they work? No, that's why I'm doing fucking stand-up comedy right now. But I guess the point is I'm so white, I leave Yelp reviews for my drug dealers. You know, I'm so white. If I was a pimp, all my bitches would have dental. I'm so white. My favorite rapper was the singer from Lincoln Park. It's okay. I wrote that joke before he died. Yeah. I'm so white that I discovered most deaf from the cameo he had on house. Yeah. I like how all the white people are ashamed for me. The one black person's like, that's funny. <laughs> Worst part is not a fucking joke. He played a deaf guy. I still haven't listened to his music since then. Because the point is, like, I'm also Filipino, and it's a racially tense time. And I feel left out, because I can't complain about my white side. Actually, I can. You know what? Fuck you. I'm complaining right now. You know what's the biggest problem a white person has in San Francisco? Anytime I go to a taqueria and order a spicy, they look at me and go, you sure? That's really the only fucking problem I have. Taqueria right across the street. Every time I order that shit, he goes, you sure, mijo? And then he gives me mild. And I got to steal the fucking hot salsa from like the back. It's crazy, though. Now I'm just venting. Where was I going? Oh, yeah. I want people to come into Filipino hate crime. I do. I told you you'd like this joke. I do, though. <laughs> I'm not asking for much, but like if somebody burned down a Jollibee's, you know, I will pay, pay someone to take a baseball bat to a karaoke machine. Yeah. <laughs> I get it though. I get why nobody hates Filipino people except for you. Because if you're a group of individuals who are so fucking wishy-washy, you can't even decide how to spell your own ethnicity, you're not going to piss anybody off. You're not though. Since you can't beat him, join him. Made my own hate group, guys. Anybody here uh, right-handed? Yeah, statistically it's higher than that. It's true though. Fuck all of you. I'm making my own left-handed supremacy rally. It'll be great. There were like 30 of us in Washington, D.C. chanting, Doorknob shall not oppress us. You know? It's cool. You guys know that four of the last six U.S. presidents have been left-handed? Yeah. True. The only two that haven't been, George W. Bush, Donald fucking Trump. None of you are worthy for the presidency. That's what that's taught me. I know. All right. Usually, people laugh at this joke. And when they do, <laughs> there's like one person in the background as a left hand, left just going, that's what I'm fucking talking about. And that's how hate groups get started. It'll be fun, guys. It will. What else? I, um, 
let's do this. I believe that God's an alcoholic. Why? Because the only, uh, whenever you go to your house, shit, I forgot the fucking joke. God damn it. Okay, let's do this. I, um, when I was 19 years old, I was a lazy piece of shit. I really was. Like, I was so lazy that if this fire alarms went off in my um, apartment complex, I pressed the snooze button over five more minutes. You know, people die, but it was worth. The point is, I was so lazy that my buddy Javi one day called me up on like my 20th birthday. He's like, Hunter, you're a lazy piece of shit. You haven't gotten your weed card and you live in San Francisco. I am buying you your fucking weed card. We're going to day drink before the, that happens and we're going to smoke weed at Dolores Park. That's where all my laziness went away. And I was like, I'll meet you in the city at fucking six in the morning. Yeah. Which, weed stores don't open at 10. So I go there. I get there at seven. So I'm late. How do I decide to make up the time? Whiskey. Horrible idea. I down a fifth of whiskey. We go into the doctor's office. I'm so drunk. I try to high five the receptionist and miss, you know, I go in, I hug the doctor. Like I'm so in, in love with this right now. I hug him I'm like, dude, sir, you're going to change my fucking life. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Then we go through the questionnaire. It wasn't like, I thought I aced the questionnaire, you know, like I knew all these fucking answers wasn't after I signed my name on the dotted line. Did I realize I'm in fucking